It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. We are going to talk a little bit more about the safety position today because we got to see Darnell Savage for the first time on the field in pads. And it's going to tell us a lot about where the secondary is going. I think we need to caution uh, ourselves about jumping to conclusions, about rotations and things of that nature. But those rotations do matter. And then, (sighs) buckle up. Uh, No, I want to spend some time talking about Aaron Rodgers and the perception of the fall of Aaron Rodgers and the offseason when it became maximally fashionable to proclaim him no longer an elite quarterback when it became the thing to do to say Aaron Rodgers is no longer a top quarterback as a media person. Meanwhile, the players feel a different way. The coaches and the front offices feel a different way. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Let's start with the, the safety situation, because we got to see Darnell Savage on the field for the first time in his young career in training camp, and he got he got to do walkthroughs with the ones. And then when it came time to more of the full speed type stuff, he was off the field. Raven Green was the safety, the deep safety with Adrian Amos, and Josh Jones was that nickelbacker in, in walkthroughs. Amos was deep with Savage, and Raven Green was playing that nickel hybrid linebacker safety spot. So after our discussion about Josh Jones yesterday, he gets into an issue (laughs) with Trey Carson, and Josh Jones tackles him. Uh, Not the first time he has done that in practice, and Matt LaFleur throws him out of practice, and he did not return. And so a couple things here before we talk about the actual safety part of this. What we discussed yesterday with Matt LaFleur, the insistence in setting these lines of demarcation, of saying this is what acceptable, this is what is acceptable, 
and this is what isn't. This was another moment. Fighting. Unacceptable. Even though no punches were thrown, it became a fight. Matt LaFleur saying, no, we're not doing that. And what's more, the guy who started it by doing something that we're not doing, which is tackling, he's got to go. Josh Jones, probably not happy about that. Now, does this have some sort of macro meaning for Josh Jones in Green Bay? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, We don't know right now. We'll see how things play out. But it was another opportunity for Matt LaFleur to lay down the line. And he laid it down and said, I I don't want you to tackle. And I don't want you to fight. And if you do any of those things, you're done. Now, as of this moment, as of recording, Josh Jones is still on the team. We'll see moving forward. But it is telling, I think, that when Darnell Savage was on the field, it was Raven Green, not Josh Jones, playing that hybrid position. So we had a whole discussion yesterday about Josh Jones finding a role and being given an opportunity. And less than 24 hours later, uh, we find out that really that that opportunity was given to him uh, because Raven Green was playing a different position. And it also was something interesting that we learned about Mike Patton, and that is that that hybrid safety linebacker spot is really a safety, that he views that spot as a safety position. And maybe that's how you get around Josh Jones saying, I'm not a linebacker. And you say, okay, well, we'll call you a safety, but you're really going to play in that linebacker spot here. That's what Mike Patton wants there is is a, a cover person in, in specifically a safety. Well, Raven Green then is ahead of Josh Jones on the depth chart, which would make, if there are antics, if there are issues, if Green Bay says, look, you know, we had expectations for him. He hasn't met those expectations. We have also set these parameter, or parameters about what it means to be a Packer in Matt LaFleur's team, and he hasn't followed them. And I, I, mean, I can't say that for sure. I'm just saying, like, let's say we get to that point. Being the fourth safety rather than the third and being behind Raven Green on the depth chart at that nickel position, that makes it easier for Green Bay to say, sorry, I'm sorry, can't do it, you got to go and just cut him because, there again, there is no safety market for a trade with Josh Jones. He, he just hasn't shown enough. Now, I don't think anyone should be worried about Darnell Savage not getting more snaps. He's coming off this this mouth injury with, not an injury, mouth issue with uh, the wisdom teeth. Uh, Sounds like a dry socket situation. And, you know, if you're on antibiotics and painkillers, you can't play football. So you got to go through that process. You're going to ease him back onto the field. Matt LaFleur said yesterday, He's got to be eased on. He's got to be eased in. And he was. Eventually, everyone assumes he is the Packers' starting safety. He needs those reps. He needs those reps. No matter what Tremont Williams or Matt LaFleur or Mike Patton say about how far along Darnell Savage is or where he is in his development or the mental side that he has shown an acuity for, all those things are great. A rookie needs to be on the field. There is nothing that can prepare you for NFL football besides NFL football. It is just different. It is unique. And, and you know, fully prepare you, 
I guess. Obviously, there are some exceptions, but the, the quickest way to spoil a rookie season is to fall behind because you're not on the field because you're hurt. You can't learn in the classroom. You can't learn by watching. You can only learn by doing. And so Darnell Savage being out there and that development there is important. Someone like Josh Jackson, by contrast, you know, he was someone that got to play as a rookie. He's now in year two, but Green Bay wants him to make that year two leap. What does this setback for him look like dealing with a foot injury? Is this preventing him from making that leap? I think, you know, you can make the case that, number one, the Packers need him less as it stands right now because he's cornerback four. But also, you know, he has gone through this. He understands what it takes to be a pro. And I think we often underestimate the impact that just having that experience, just going through and going through practice, going through game plans, and going through the rigors of a 16-game schedule. Remember, Josh Jackson played all 16 games last year. The only cornerback to do that at cornerback. And I don't think there should be a concern that you know he can't be on the field. Does this hurt his ability to make a year two leap? I think these practice reps are important. But I don't think it precludes him from making that jump. Is it going to make it harder? Yeah, it is. It is. Early in training camp like this, this is when you're most likely to get hurt. And part of it has to do with the way your body recovers and getting back. And, you know, they say that, you know, the only way you can get in shape to play football is to play football. Well, that's part of the problem here is you get back out there and it stresses your body in a way that you're not used to. So there are injuries. And the first 10 days, it's well, it's the first, it's the first three days when you're most likely to get injured. And then that window gets extended to the first 10. And so that's when we see the most injuries. As long as none of these injuries, you know, we know the Darnell Savage injury, not serious. He's already back on the field. Jamal Williams, hamstring tweak. Josh Jackson, you know, we don't know exactly what the injury is. It's a foot, but he's been out there jogging a little bit. It seems like these are not long-term questions. He's making progress. Aaron Jones, though, hamstring tweak. He dealt with a hamstring injury last year. The Packers have to get this sorted out, whether that means Aaron Jones needs to do some more yoga, get get with Jair Alexander. I don't know. But these injuries are not a problem yet because injuries are common early in training camp. And especially these soft tissue injuries, a lot of them are a result of your body not being hydrated properly, even if they even if they go out of their way to... to you know, hydrate and get the potassium and all the stuff that that is supposed to increase mobility and dexterity and hydration, your body is still going to react wonky sometimes. That's just how this works. The human body is a fickle, fickle thing. But circling this back to the safety conversation, you know, Green Bay is now at full strength with its safeties. Darnell Savage, back on the field. Adrian Amos has been on the field. Raven Green, back and healthy. And making strides, theoretically. You know, clearly making enough strides to be given the responsibility of being that second safety after Darnell Savage and playing ahead of Josh Jones. So for now, that's where we are. I don't know that that it's going to stay that way. These things often change. You know, Vic Fangio said in Denver the other day that that when it comes to this, this first depth chart that gets released... You know, care about who the starters are. Everything else is a free-for-all after that. 
And I think there are there are even circumstances where the starters could change as well. Now, is that going to be the case for Green Bay? Probably not. I think all 22 starting spots are pretty much sewn up for Green Bay. It's going to be rotation stuff. It's going to be how many snaps is is one player going to get versus another. And, you know, we we have a mountain of time to go before we have any idea what some of this stuff is going to look like in terms of rotation. The offense is going to look so different. How can we predict that? The defense ha- has been completely overhauled. And so how can we predict that? This is this has been an incredibly fascinating training camp to observe, to follow, and an incredible offseason to follow for Green Bay because there is so much unknown, so much change, so much flux. And trying to predict it, you know, maybe it's a fool's errand, but, it, you know, it's been fun. And I think it's going to continue to be fun. That's not a guarantee that the team is going to be good, but... There's no question that the, the offseason and now into training camp and the preseason process has been incredibly fun as we try and predict what's going to happen. And speaking of things that are fun but not always good, if you're having issues in the bedroom, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 Shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com. Promo code locked on to try it free. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right so i really wanted to avoid talking about this because i uh, I try and subscribe. <laughs> I try. I really do. I try and subscribe to the mantra of don't feed the animals. And when the trolls come out and the people say things just to get attention and they they say things just to be contrarians, you just there's nothing you can do for them because they feed on the energy positive or negative. And so, you know, whenever I quote tweet a Colin Cowherd bad take, I just, I I don't know if I regret it, but I feel icky about it. Because it's just like he just wants the response. 
it's his job to generate a response. And, you know, I, I am able to do it with some of the other commentators out there. I, I have less restraint for Colin, in part because I think he is he can be really smart about certain topics and has an interesting way of looking at sports and the world that I find interesting. And I think he finds angles that other people don't. But I think he also outsmarts himself sometimes and tries to be a contrarian just to be a contrarian. He had a wild take that the way that Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger play cannot win Super Bowls, but the way that that Tom Brady and Drew Brees plays can. Setting aside for a moment the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger have each won Super Bowls playing the way that they play, and setting aside the fact that Drew Brees has only won one and his team is perpetually underperforming over the course of his career, that's just one instance. That's just one hot taker. Then there was also a a piece on NFL.com from former NFL scout Bucky Brooks, a former Packer, by the way, also saying Aaron Rodgers, not a top five quarterback anymore and this has become fashionable now everyone wants to be the first person to say that Aaron Rodgers is done that Aaron Rodgers is cooked that 2015 is the demarcating line and when they come off the bye week they go to Denver they get embarrassed and Aaron Rodgers has never been the same we can we'll just forget everything that happened at the second half of 2016 everything that happened in the playoffs when he drug a team kicking and screaming to the NFC Championship game. We're just going to forget about all that, and we're going to forget about the heroics in the start of the 2017 season when he comes, brings the team back against Cincinnati to win, when he leads the game-winning drive against Dallas on the road to win. We'll just forget all of that stuff for a moment. And we'll also forget the ridiculous statistics, even last year on a tibial plateau fracture with a coach who is on his way out, who ultimately got a pink slip and rookies at the skill positions and an offensive line that really cratered and a big money tight end who didn't perform and a defense that fell apart at the seams because of injury and a lack of general roster talent. We'll set all that aside, okay? Let's just set it, let's just pretend none of that stuff exists and that our eyes don't work and that we don't have a long history of knowledge that tells us Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback and not just a good quarterback a great quarterback all right so let's just pretend let's let's put our thinking caps on here let's use our imagination and all that stuff doesn't exist Mike Sando pulls the league front office people coaches talent evaluators Not only do they think Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback, they think he is the elite quarterback. The best quarterback in football. Tier one, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, those guys. That is where Aaron Rodgers is, according to the people whose job it is to decide who is good and who is bad. Okay. Coaches and evaluators, they they can be wrong sometimes. They, they can be, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons to be dubious of a lot of the things that front office evaluators and coaches say. Some of them are really bad. Look at how dumb some of the people who used to be 
in those positions are now when they're in the media and they, they say words and you're just like, those words are unintelligible and, and not even just football unintelligible, like, but like barely English. Like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. Then the players vote. The players vote and they decide Aaron Rodgers is a top 10 player in the league and an elite quarterback, even coming off what was reportedly, no, it really was. It really was a down season for Aaron Rodgers. There's no two ways around it. He was not as good as as he normally is. And yet he was record setting in avoiding turnovers. And you, your mileage may vary on what Pro Football Focus says, but they still rated him as one of the best quarterbacks in football. They still rated him with one of the lowest turnover-worthy rate throws in the league. They still rated him as one of the top quarterbacks in the game, despite this perception that he's not the guy he used to be. Now, I'm going to be honest about this. He is not the guy he used to be. He's not 2011 Rodgers. And even in 2014, he wasn't 2011 Rodgers. Very few people have ever been, if anybody else, have been 2011 Rodgers. That guy was impossibly efficient and incredibly dynamic. Given the age, given the injury concerns, given a new offense, Aaron Rodgers, you're not, you're just, he's not going to be that. He's not going to go out and throw 45 touchdowns in 15 games. He's not going to go out and break his own passer rating mark. But everyone in the league, everyone, everyone, okay, to a man, the people in the league, coaches, players, and front office executives think Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best in the business, one of the 10 best players in the league, and one of the the three to five best quarterbacks in the league. Even when he missed an entire season in 2017, he was still a top 10 player. And even playing hurt and having a statistically down season and helping, let's be honest, helping to get a coach fired, he actually moved up spots, played hurt, got to this point. Now, I'm not going to defend any of the issues that exist with Aaron Rodgers because I do think there are issues and there have been issues. And he needs to get a lot of that stuff sorted out. I can't blame everything that we've seen especially last year, but but it goes back further on the injury. If there are if there are reasons for you to criticize Rodgers, you know, have at it. I think there are reasons to criticize Rodgers. There are there are styles of play things with him that need to be cleaned up. And there are some mechanical things that he needs to be cleaned up. And hopefully he's getting those things cleaned up for his sake and for the Packers' sake. Now, I don't know if he is. I don't know if he isn't. But this idea that he's not an elite quarterback is preposterous. It's preposterous. And the fact that all of a sudden Phillip Rivers is back in everyone's good graces after he spent a career being underrated, but also a career being an extremely high-variance player, a guy who, for like a five-year stretch, all he could do was throw interceptions and, and screw up in the clutch. Drew Brees, again, spent... You know the the middle to late part of his career, going seven and nine every year, and he would put up huge stats, and everyone said, "Oh, it was the defense." It, was, but he was he was not in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. No one thought he was as good as those guys. He had a couple years in there where he was really really good. He was really really good. Obviously, he led the Saints to a Super Bowl a season before 
the Packers won theirs with Aaron Rodgers. And he put up some huge numbers. But he had a career year in 2011. Guess who else had a career year in 2011? Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, you can look back at last year and say Breeze was better than Rodgers last year. Yeah, okay. But you know who doesn't think that that means Aaron Rodgers isn't an elite quarterback anymore? Anyone in the league. Because they know the, the, the issues holding him back with Mike McCarthy. They saw the issues with the offensive line. Uh, they saw the issues at receiver. And they knew he was hurt. And it's, certainly they know now. So at, at this point, if you are the person trying to make the case that he's not elite anymore, put on a tinfoil hat. Because that is the only explanation for you having that take. Unless and until we see him healthy and playing poorly. And by the way, Drew Brees, late in the season, the last three seasons, has cratered. That is a cause for concern. You look at the last few years, Aaron Rodgers, second last week of the year, I mean, goes on the road to New York. It's a bad, it's a bad team, but puts up a boatload of points and leaves, leads a game-winning drive to, to walk off a game in overtime. 2016, we know what happened at the end of 2016. In 2017, he didn't get to finish because he had a broken collarbone. So if we're going to have this conversation, let's have it, but let's have it in a in a way that isn't so wildly disingenuous. This is I'm 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 we're done talking about it. I can't wait for the season to start and because I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to play well. I don't think he's going to necessarily be great right away, but I think by the end of the year any conversation about the elite of the elite quarterbacks is going to include Aaron Rodgers and we're going to wonder why anyone was having these conversations at any point over the last really any amount of time going back to 2009, frankly. Before we finish up, I'm going to let you know support for Locked on Packers comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See FuelRewards.com slash FuelYourFandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. 
All right, family night is tomorrow night. Uh, there's gonna, there's not going to be a podcast from it, but we will we will reconvene on Monday to discuss it, what it means, uh, what more importantly it doesn't mean, and then we'll look ahead to you know the the next big schedule item, which is Packers Texans, the joint practice, why that's important, what it could mean for Green Bay, and what it might allow them to do as they're trying to get their team ready for the season. A lot still ahead. It is so early. I know it's exciting, uh, but it's really, it's still so early in this process. And yet, family night is tomorrow night. And so that means the season is inching ever closer. It does feel like it's inching in some ways, but I think in other ways, it feels like a snowball rolling downhill. It is coming fast and furious. We're getting so much information out of training camp with rotations, with regard to how coaches are feeling about players, with regard to ideology and philosophy, and we're learning so much. We're trying to condense all that information and bring it to you as best we can. So best way to you to make sure you don't miss any of it, acmepackingcompany.com, where I'm writing, Twitter, at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Packers. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Packers on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on on, are we on SoundCloud? I don't know. Uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And we're going to answer your questions. Take, send me your training camp questions. I got a ton of questions in the wake of the Mike Daniels uh, release. And and I, I feel like I answered most of them indirectly because a lot of you were wondering the same thing. What now? So if you want to ask general, general training camp questions, players, ideas, whatever it is, uh, send them to the Locked on Packers fan hotline 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.